You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific Uber dykes, but you can call us studs. I'm Blaze. I'm Meech. Jungle fever is what we're getting into this week, so let's get into it. Homie, drop the beat. The late, great Michael Jackson said it don't matter if you're black or you're white. So this week, we're figuring out if he was right. But before we get into all that, Meech, what's the haves, homie? Hey, um, coming off, you know, my Thanksgiving birthday weekend. So enjoyed that. Couldn't really do much because uh, COVID is crazy. And hmm. people, a lot of people traveled here. A lot of people were out. A lot of people are wilding out. So, um had a safe, safe but fun birthday. Um, got um, did a little bit of shopping. Got a couple uh, games with the Black Friday deal, so I've been PlayStationing it up. I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get the PS5 and the Xbox yet because they always have like glitches. So I'll wait for the next release, and I don't really have time to play them like that anyway, like I used to. So, but yeah, other than that, just. Um, picked up a couple more books for some of the sales that were going on, and uh, gotta have some good good reviews for y'all coming up. What you been up to? Um, I've just been chilling, you know. Had a, a nice little holiday time with the fam, and then, uh, you know, just hung out, fried the turkey up, and ate all that good food like I was hoping for <laughs> the last time <laughs> we spoke. Um, uh, getting ready to make this transition from, you know, one job to the next and see how that goes. Um, I'm like excited and nervous at the same time, but, uh, you know, it's a new opportunity and, you know, signs are freshing some shit up. So, and, uh, working on trying to organize the garage and get, get that stuff together now that um you know all the like pool projects are are done and now that it's cooler and i can work in the garage which just reminds me can i tell you that there was frost on my lawn chairs this morning okay it was cold as fuck it was beyond hoodie season okay and yes it was it was crazy there was like frost on roof on the roof, I was like, "Is it raining?" No, that was the fr- the frost melting as the sun was coming up. So, wow. yeah, it's cold in Florida. Okay, and yeah, it was like it said it was like thir- it was gonna get to like thirty something in northern Florida. I don't know about where you were at. Yeah, it got to That's thirty. Crazy. When I woke up this morning, it was thirty six. She, let me tell you. Okay, that's exactly what I said. And straight to the hoodie, I went. I was like, "Oh, we we." Definitely. And then the dog had to go out. I was like, you on your own, homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I will open these doors, but I'm running back in because uh-uh, it's cold out here. So, yeah, that's the exciting thing for the day for a Miami kid to see the frost on my lawn chairs. I could write my name mm-hmm. in it. Like, 
<laughs> it was just like always turned me into the kid when I see when I see that. All right, well now that we're all caught up after the holiday festivities, let's pop some peas and pay homage to some well-known and not so well-known studs, butches, and other masculine-presented women that have made moves or are making the moves that help make us seen. In our segment, we like to call Poppin' Peas. This week, we're deviating once again from masculine representation and shining the spotlight on a fierce film. We are honored to pop one for Corinne Jean-Pierre. Corinne is a proud Haitian immigrant, a political pioneer, and most importantly, a Black lesbian. A longtime campaign organizer, activist, and commentator, Corinne has officially been named as a deputy White House press secretary for the incoming Biden administration. Jean-Pierre is one of seven amazing women that are set up to make the first ever all-woman White House communications team. Corinne, who most recently served as VP-elect Kamala Harris's chief of staff, will now become the first out lesbian and woman of color to serve in such a major media-facing role as part of a presidential cabinet. Prior to her slated appointment as deputy press secretary, Corinne served as a senior advisor to MoveOn.org and was even part of the re-election campaign that stopped hard in battleground states helping to get President Barack Obama back in office in 2012. Her unwavering dedication and incredible integrity has thrust her into the spotlight as a political force to be reckoned with. And it's proof that Corinne Jean-Pierre is popping. Yes, sir. So, yes, I think that's, um, I think that's pretty dope. And I like the, um, personally, I like the makeup that this administration is trying to put out there. And mm-hmm. um, um, I didn't know about her. I heard about her through, um, or heard about this situation with her becoming the deputy press secretary from Pink News, which is oh, like okay. a lesbian, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's pretty dope, I think, of that administration and to bring in not only just a black woman, but a black lesbian. Yeah. To Representation, to, to, boy. Right. Yeah, exactly, you know? And, and an immigrant. Like, she represents everything to me that, like, what America is supposed to be or what America, mm-hmm. I think, is to other people that don't live here at least was you know what i'm saying like you could be all those things and still come here and be great or be from here and be all those things and be great you know Mm -hmm. and i mean that's the america that i see so i really like the situation and i think that she's dope she's done lectures and stuff at like columbia university and her partner works at cnn and they have a child together yeah i Uh learned a lot about her today yeah so she's like gay gay <laughs> you know she's not just uh gay for the day so that's right. that's very cool i wish she was you know stud or butch or something but i mean i guess one step we'll at a time it. yeah right. we'll <laughs> one step it. at a time so she's out she's proud and she's about to get loud because we got some got some work to do in that white house boy. sure do all righty well let's get into stew peas this week and see what we've got cooking. The idea of dating someone outside of your race is not new. Even though these types of marriages only became legal in the U.S. in 1967, a quick look at some family trees will show that many of us have been all mixed up much longer. With the continual growth of the population, intermingling among races is a foregone conclusion, but still many of us have our preferences one way or the other. And while there's nothing wrong with that, there's also nothing wrong with trying to dish up a different flavor. Meech, speaking of dishes, <laughs> we know you like a rice and beans spicy, but um, 
what are your thoughts on interracial dating, especially amongst like LGBTQ people, lesbians specifically? Um, I, I mean, that's cool, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, I think it's important, you know, to understand different cultures and um, if you're going to date outside your race, you have to understand like, you know, that culture where that person comes from, how they grew up and stuff like that. So it does kind of complicate things a little bit, but yeah, it's not like an automatic thing. It's not like an automatic right. thing. Is you just know how that other person, um, even culturally, like not even race wise, but an American right. and a Jamaican, you know, or a Caribbean person, they have mm-hmm. different upbringings for the most part. So different upbringings, you know, different foods, different seasonings, all that stuff right. comes along with the territory. It's not just about like, you know, I'm black, you're white, or, you know, you're Hispanic, I'm Mexican, you know, I'm Japanese or something like that, you know? Right, right. So. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously I'm down for it because I yeah. wouldn't be here if it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for it. So, I mean, it's a product of that type of love. I'm definitely um, here for it. Um, it's just weird to me because I haven't really dated any white girls you know what i'm saying like i just haven't really dated any white girls um i have done interracial dating as far as you know me too with the rice and beans getting spicy so (laughs) you know i dated a a puerto rican girl and you know that was uh interracial but for me i don't know like maybe some people would even consider anybody i date interracial if you include me because of the fact that You know, I'm interracial already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it depends. Like, if you're getting down to the nitty and gritty of it. But I just just feel like I'm black, even though, like, my people are Caribbean. And then if you want to dig even deeper, it gets crazy. So I'm all mixed up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. Like, whatever floats your boat, as long as the person is a good person and they match your, you know, your vibes as a person... I think you right. kind of make that work, you know? Um, yes. You can, I think also, like, the culture and things like that does have some um, play into it, too, mm-hmm. as well. Like, if they're too different, then, then y'all just may not be able to um, connect, you know, find that yeah. common ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's still some similarities. I mean, there's differences amongst cultures and we know between races and things like that but um there's still similarities that can connect you to to a person right and then like if we go back to the definition of a stud um you know do other races like even see us as studs they see us as butches would they rule us out because of that you know like that's a question also because um i think the definition of of uh Butch was like a white female, and Stud was like a black female, if I'm not mistaken. You yeah, know what so I mean? it's so, black or, or Latina. Right, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, if black or Latina, right. So yeah. if, a, if a white girl doesn't like Studs, but she likes Butches, is it because, like, I don't, you know, like, what's your definition of a, of a masculine presenting female then, you know? So I think it's right. a little bit more complicated when it comes to the uh, LGBTQ plus community if you focus on the labels you know so i don't know i don't i've never dated um never dated a caucasian I've, obviously i've dated a couple different 
of the Caribbean islands. <laughs> I ran through the, East, the Labor Day parade. Stepping um, that passport and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder how that would be. Actually, I'm gonna. I think I may have told this story, but I swiped right on Wifey because I thought she was some kind of Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never been with an Asian chick before. Right oh, swipe. <laughs> she knows this story though. She's not gonna kill me. Yo, that's <sighs> crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've never had, you know, so I might as well try it out. Try it on the side. Hey. So I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely here for different flavors. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I guess the majority of them have all been um, of, of my serious relationships have been African Americans. There was a couple of islandy situations in there. Mm. But, um, you know, but and then for, all, for the most part, they've all been like, you know, black. <laughs> Just yeah. black. So, I don't know, but I do I mean, obviously, I can't be from Miami and not like a little rice and beans. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I couldn't come to Miami and not date African Americans either, though. I mean, like, so New York is very heavy with the the mix of um, different races. You know, we have everything here. Like, I grew right. up and pretty much experienced almost every culture uh, by the time I was done with high school. But, you know, of course, my flavor was, like, the Latin chicks, the Caribbean chicks, African-American chicks. But I think in Miami, it's it's a different kind of African-American. You know, so, like, <laughs> I felt like culturally that, that was a different experience, too, you know? Like, Miami yes. is just different on a whole lot of levels. Even the, even the, the Hispanic girls out there, because most, they're mostly Cubans. Out here, we get, like, more Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. You Puerto know? So yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's different. I think, I mean, I think everybody should, you know, go out there and taste the different ice cream flavors. And see what Wait, works. Taste the rainbow, bitch. Taste yeah. the rainbow. Yes, Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but seriously though, like even just experience, I guess experience it and see how other people live. That's that's important. But mm-hmm. I mean, dating wise, you know, who's to who's to say you never you never know like who that right match could be and mm-hmm. it could be somebody of a of a race. Usually I'm attracted to vibes. It's just so happens like my vibe tends to be on one type of <laughs> one type <laughs> of situation. But that's usually um how it works for me. So I don't know. I don't even think about it like that. Um like I said, obviously I'm open to it. So Yeah. As long as she I can just, cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or has enough money to order the fucking food because right. I'm not doing all that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You gotta be kidding me. Daddy need a night off too. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, interracial dating is not, it's not um, too too out of bounds. I mean, but you know, it, it's just 
I just thought about it because there's so many people that are like, I only date this type of person. Really? I mean, maybe they're they're not be, maybe they're becoming few and far between, but you know, mm-hmm. they're like, I never date uh whatever. I never dated this, or I only date white girls. I only date black girls. I haven't yeah. seen too much of that though in the LGBTQ community, or maybe I had and I just didn't pay attention to it. Oh, maybe I I, think I, about that. I'm I'm trying to think of LGBT community, probably more so like uh, just their type and just, you know like who they're just end up with mm-hmm. maybe not. So they say this is only all I date, which I definitely right. in the hetero community have heard that. Yeah, I've heard that before, more like, so in the hetero community. But now that I yeah. think about it, that um that one lesbian spot that we used to go to for the drinks and not the music. Um, in Wilton Manors, they, the majority of the people that frequented there, I never really saw any interracial couples. And if you did, they were always like that awkward looking type of couple, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. I don't, I don't think, maybe in the, um, at the ratchet spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the, the ratchet, ratchet spot, spot, I saw some more. I definitely more, did. Yeah. But um, at that spot, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, we definitely only went there for the drinks. And yeah. occasional interesting events might happen. Yeah. But and it was easy to get in and out of. That was the, yes. <laughs> that was probably the best part. You didn't really yeah. have to worry about any any danger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of Gay Town, USA. <laughs> yep. Everybody <Yeah>. gay. <laughs> Especially in that town. That's why Pride used to be so lit over there. Mm-hmm. They shut the, sh- shut the sh- shit down. And... Whole street shut down. Yeah. But, I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I'm trying to think about um, men. If I've seen a lot of a lot of it with like even gay men, and I, I don't know. Um, I ha- I've seen I've seen a lot more. I and I guess it goes with the territory, like being in New York. I feel like I've seen a lot more interracial gay men here. Like I've seen Asian dudes with black dudes, and you know, like white guys and black guys and Hispanic oh, really? and black. So yeah. And you know they're they're just a little bit more. I guess they I don't know they party more than us I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so they I definitely do. I mean, hello, more. that whole strip, that whole strip of women is nothing but nothing gay men bars now. Yeah. yeah. So I do see it out here. They actually have like a Hispanic, like, gay guy club which plays like hip hop and shit. And I'm like, damn, I want to go there just for the music. You know what I mean? Oh, but it's, it's yeah. guys. So, but there, you know, I, I've seen a lot of um, interracial couples in New York, at least, with the gay guys. Um, as far as women, I would say usually you see, like, Black and Hispanic or, like, I don't know if they're island or something like that, but I haven't seen too many. But also, we've been in quarantine, so. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard to know. remember what the world was like before we had to just... Before we had no choice but to be in these places. Like, I've gone to Lowe's so much, I can't even 
I'm gonna tell you, I know every aisle in that in that bitch at this point. Well, I guess you can say we're here for the here for the jungle fever, swirly cone action, <laughs> all the flavors. And taste the rainbow, bitch. <laughs> and now let's get into wild peas. Or the part of the show where we share and answer some of the most wild questions we've seen on the internet. This week's question is, what happened when you called out some other girl's name while having sex with your girl? I died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think back of like, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think that there's a reason why everybody's baby. Yes, that, <laughs> I use, I use uh, neutral names, Bay, baby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't be making yeah. that kind of mistake. I uh, know that's, yes. that's like a rookie mistake at this point. And I don't even know if I would. I would have made that mistake when I was a rookie. You know what I'm saying? I know. Gotta keep keep it together. Who's out here doing that? For real? Like that was a real question. That's crazy. Shout out to uh, ATLGBTQ for the for the question. Uh, I definitely looked at this question like, why? I who's done this? Like, you have to have some kind of information that somebody's done this to ask this type of question. Right. Like what we happened? We need a poll or something. What would happen? Out. I think what would happen is you would definitely die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd die. I dated this chick and... one time and she fucked up and called me by her ex's name and Oof. I just hung up the phone in her face. <laughs> and that was on the phone. <laughs> like I know that was on the phone. I just hung up the phone. And that was that. For that situation. Yeah. So we definitely Good luck to you if you have Yeah, we definitely not calling calling the wrong name. Now that's not that's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. I'm like, how how what would that say about the sex that you're currently having at that time? Like it's either whack right. or that the other person was just like that good that good that good so that and you're having such a good time that you're thinking about that person but yikes yeah either way you're screwed like it doesn't matter just get up and leave (laughs) and you're like you called out some other girl's name like was this a other girl that you already slept with or is this a chick that you want to sleep with now yeah like there's so many other questions that so many follow-up questions (laughs) to this (laughs) Oh. I have to revisit this one. See how this ended for these people. For real, I'd be interested to hear how the listeners would answer answer this question. <laughs> because yes, let us know. And on that note, we're going to end the show here. Don't forget to follow Two Studs in a Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Catch a glimpse behind the scenes and go follow Meech on IG at the Homie Meech and on Twitter at Homie Meech. And myself at it's not me on IG and it's me blaze two on Twitter. 
If email is more your thing, shoot us an email at twostunsinapod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O, studsinapod at gmail.com. The Two Studs in a Pod podcast is now available on www.twostudsinapod.com. And after you've caught up on the podcast, get into the latest blogs from Blaze and Meech. Two Studs in a Pod is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Gratitude is always the attitude. So we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Odabo. Odabo. What's that? (laughs) 